0: What's up? What's up? What's up? I know y'all not used to me coming on like that, right? <laughs> what's up, Knock Nation? Happy Monday! It's the Radical Redhead, Cole Phillips, trying to make your Monday far from ordinary. Right here on No Ordinary Church Girl, Candid Conversations on Love, Pain, and everything in between. Are you ready to get into it? You should be. You should be used to me saying this, people. If you're first timer, just tuning in, this is like my spiel. This is what I do. I welcome you to No Ordinary Church Girl. And then I say, let's get into it. And what are we getting into? Whatever it is I'm talking about today. Okay. (laughs) Can you tell I'm feeling a little goofy? So I'm gonna tell you why I'm feeling a little goofy, because you know what? That didn't even come out right. Did You You probably didn't catch it, but I caught it. That's not the point. It is time for that favorite segment you love. Last week's news you most certainly won't use. And if you don't love it, I love it because it's my therapy. <laughs> so uh, spring break. I don't know if wherever you're listening, um, your children, if you have any, are on spring break or if you are the victim of what it is to be on spring. Spring break now you may not consider it a victim because traffic is lighter right everybody's not on the road they're chilling because they're out of town or they're staying home if they're me um, because you do not desire to go anywhere because you go all the time and if you're me and you have busy kids like I have then you're excited to do nothing unfortunately your kids don't see it that way <laughs> So, my two boys, I, I started the year with we had Christmas break, and of course, it was Mama, can I? Mama, will you? Mama, can I go? Will you do this? Can I have some money? You know, all that stuff. And I was excited for school to start back. Okay, so I am back in that same frame of mind. I have decided because normally we do something, and this year, honestly, was the first year we didn't do anything bad, mommy, whatever. I don't even care. But, <laughs> you know, hey, I needed a minute. Money was going a lot of places. And for the single mothers out there who understand my pain, it it can be a bit much. Right. But, you know, spring break, honestly, uh, was good. The boys enjoyed it from the standpoint of they like to sleep in. And when I say they sleep in it, it gets actually annoying. It's just flat out ridiculous. So they'll go to bed at like two or three in the morning, which also annoys me because I'm like, why are you up this late? What? really right and then they'll wake up at like one in the afternoon after I've been up doing what I do working you know whatever and I'm like really really that's that's what you do you just stay up late and get up whenever you feel like it and then come to me say mom what are we doing today really that's how that works can somebody let me do that I want to go back to being a kid I don't know about you but shout out to all the parents out there who are like yeah When you grow up, don't come to me talking about adult life is so hard or hashtag adulting. Yeah, whatever. So (laughs) spring break was cool, though. Um, We had a good time. Uh, We just kind of hung out and I enjoyed my sons. We did some people watching and we laughed at people because that's what we do when you people watch. You just laugh at some of the things that people choose to do. So. (laughs) it's actually pretty enjoyable when you do it with your kids. And and no, and no, it's not bullying. So for anyone who wants to say that's me, no, you're laughing at maybe a conversation that you overhear or you laugh at the fact that somebody laughs at themselves, okay? Because people do funny stuff. So there you go. Co-parenting. That was my other fun part. So I overheard a conversation with their father and my oldest. And I didn't like it because I felt like he was trying to tell him what he wasn't going to do in my house so let me make something very clear for those who are co-parenting okay co-parenting is a beautiful thing when you can do it right and I feel that me and their father have gotten to a certain space and if you heard other episodes again for my first time listeners I'm going to help you out here Um, so he was my husband, you know, because some of the baby daddy, baby mama stuff, I don't call him that. I call him my children's father because I just don't like the negative connotation of my ex, right? Because he's still in our lives. He's, he's their dad. He is a present father. And we just didn't work out as, as husband and wife. You know, we just realized we were not a good fit in that way. But when it comes to co-parenting, overall, we do a pretty good job. You know, we have our challenges, and that was one that wasn't a challenge, it was just more of me hearing something and I'm like, "Uh, sir, you have no say in my house. I am not your wife. You you what you, stay in your lane because he was telling him, "Well, you won't do this. If you don't do this." And I'm like, "Um, maybe in your house. Not that he was wrong, but I'm just like, "Uh, you're not running nothing over here. You're not the king in his castle. There's only the queen. Ain't no king right now." Okay? So I, you know, again, Just a little bit of therapy. I had to get off my chest. I know you guys wanted to hear all of that. I know you felt it. I know you're just excited, right? So if you felt like it was TMI, I really don't care. How about that? Thank God that's over. Whatever, little girl. See that little girl? Ugh, TMI. And then here he comes. So, okay, I hope you feel better. (laughs) Got that out of your system. If you were thinking it and you felt it was TMI or you're excited that that segment's over, whatever. I feel better. I got it off my chest. <laughs> so, guys, I'm actually pretty excited about this topic today. Um, and it's, it's primarily because. Anytime I get a chance to talk about confidence, anytime I get a chance to talk about owning who you are, owning um, where you're the space that you're in, I really get excited about it. And I think it's just because I lived a life where um, rejection was all around me. And at the same time, I had individuals who were around me who helped me come out of that, you know, and I honestly didn't recognize it at the time. But I look at my life now and when I look back at how I've overcome different things, it had everything to do with the people who surrounded me, who encouraged me, who spoke life into me when I had those moments of feeling less than or when I had those moments where just life was tough and life gets tough. Right. We all can say that I don't care from the wealthiest of wealthy to the poorest of poor. Life gets ugly. It it just does, and so when you have people around you, when you have words of encouragement that you can read, or uh, you know that are spoken to you, it matters. And so today's topic is: What are you great at? Remember who you are. And this actually came out of a conversation I just recently had with someone that was really struggling with who they are and and confidence in what they bring to the table. And when I say bring to the table, um, it, what the industry that they've chosen to go into, and so I. Like anything else, I tell you guys all the time, I am a woman who lives out the principles of God's word. And so I always refer back to principles that I find within the Bible. And one scripture that always makes me think of being confident in how you were made and who you are is Psalm 139 verse 14. It says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Now, when I read that again, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So God, I thank you for making me the way I am. I have nothing to fear because how I've been made has a purpose. And once I know that, there's nothing to do but to know that full well, which is what the end part of this scripture says. I know that full well. I know it. I know who I was created by. So therefore, because he's great, I'm great and I have nothing to fear. That's what I take out of that scripture. So my topic again today is what are you great at? Remember who you are. And what I'm saying is, okay. So, uh, if you haven't seen Black Panther, shame on you. First of all, okay. Black Panther is like the epitome of all Marvel movies. Not really, but I'm just saying. You know, that's that's what a black person would say. Okay, there's my little comedy for the day. (laughs) But no, it really is a great movie um, for a multitude of reasons. But there was a part of the movie where the king at the time was being challenged or the the new king, if you will. I don't want to tell you the movie in case you haven't seen it. I encourage you to go see it. It's really it's really good. But that's my shameless plug that I don't get paid for for that movie. But <laughs> in the movie, um, there is a point where he is fighting. Um, king T'Challa is the name of the character. He is fighting for his place. He's not king yet, excuse me, but he's fighting for his place as king. And it's, it's a ritual that goes on before the new king is crowned or uh, put in position and his mother is seeing him wounded so the the other warrior who comes in to challenge his position to say that they don't think he's worthy to be king he gets him into a position that he's down on his knees and it looks like he's going to lose and his mother shouts out show him who you are I mean I may be saying that wrong it's something to the effect of either show him or show them who you are and her point in saying that is she saw in his eyes, she saw in his posture that he was beginning to forget who he is, who he, uh, what his makeup was and, and who he should be showing himself to be in that moment. And he was beginning to bow down to the defeat. And I liked that part of that movie because it made me think of what do you do when conflict comes against you? Because it will come first and foremost, it will come. And when it does come, how do you handle it? Not only that, when you walk in a room, do you command the room or does the room command you? I'm really big on when I come into a room, not I'm here. Keep in mind, that's not what I'm saying. Confidence is coming in and saying, I'm good with who I am. I'm here. Let me see who I can meet. Right? Cockiness is I'm here. The party can start now. That's the difference in my, if I make it really simple. What I'm saying, if we go back to the scripture, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Again, that last statement, I know that full well. I'm very confident in who I am and how I've been created to be, right? So when I walk in a room, something I get asked a lot from women is how do you walk in a room like you do? That's usually the, the, the blanket statement that I get pretty, pretty uh, consistently. And my common response is, what do you mean? because I want to know what they see because normally when a woman comes to me and asks me that question, she sees something in me that she desires to have. And so I'm always asking the first question, what do you mean? And she'll say something, things like, um, you just, you know, you, you come in and it's like, I don't know, you walk in and you're smiling and you're just, you're greeting people and you don't seem like you're nervous. And I'm like, but why would I be nervous? I I know why I'm here. I'm here to meet people that I can connect with and, and see how we can grow each other's purpose. I know I have something to bring to the table and I know they have something to bring to the table and we're going to see how we compliment one another. Right? So when I say that there's a look and, it, and male or female for that matter, that says, huh, that's pretty cool that you, you know, you just, you're good like that. Absolutely. Uh, We say this all the time, right? They put their pants on one leg at a time, just like I do. But do we really believe that in the sense of I am no better than you and you are no better than me in the sense of I have something to bring to this purpose or to this company or to this relationship, just like you do. It's not that you are saying you're better than someone and, and vice versa. But what I am saying is when conflict comes You need to know who you are, what you bring, and why it is worthy of being known. And when you know that, again, going back to that in scripture, I know that full well. Conflict doesn't affect you the same as others who are not confident in who they are. So I want to break this down a little bit more. So let's say you're in a situation where maybe you didn't make the right call. Maybe you, you know, you made a bad judgment call on something, whatever it was. And you have to first own it, right? Own that because again, we're not perfect, right? And if we know we're not perfect, then we're going to make mistakes. And so when you own it, it says a lot about you as far as being humble, right? Again, cocky versus confidence to be able to say, okay, my bad, that's on me. Now let's talk through how to fix this. Says I'm confident in the fact that I still have something to bring here. I still am an asset. I still can add value to this, whatever this is but I recognize that maybe I have a lack of information or I recognize that maybe I'm not stepping up in the manner in which I should and I'm willing to let you help me, right? But again, I still know where my strong parts are, where my strengths rather are and and what I bring to the table. I say bring to the table. I always look at it um, as relationships or businesses or whatever pursuits you are in right now. I always look at it as excuse me, my throat just don't want me to talk about this. No, Um, (laughs) I always look at it as a, a table when I think about a table right you have all these different components that make up a beautiful table if you think Christmas Thanksgiving that's typically when big gatherings happen right or even uh Super Bowl parties and such you know People put on beautiful displays, right? That everything has its place and its position that puts that big picture together and it looks great, right? When you think about the main course and all the sides and things that go with it, they need to complement each other, right? I would not have salmon and then turn around with it and have a big steak and then turn around with it and have a piece of chicken and you're like, okay, that's a lot of different stuff going on. How's that work together? How's that gonna taste? And I'm gonna cut it all up and say, I'm gonna eat them all at once at the same time. That doesn't sound very appetizing to me i mean i don't know it just sounds gross <laughs> for you carnivores i'm not a vegetarian or anything but i'm just saying like putting all those together on one fork and eating them does that sound like that's gonna be good right but if you take say salmon i have some jasmine rice and some asparagus right that sounds good and i might make it look a little pretty maybe i'll have some miso sauce on top of it right can you tell i eat that kind of stuff because i just put that all out there but uh <laughs> again compliment what does it add value right So when someone comes to you with a conflict or brings conflict, is your first line of defense to be defensive? Is that what you do? And what are you defending is my question, because there's no need to defend what, you know, is full well, full of value. And I just need to understand where I fit in this equation. But I don't need to defend it. I think often when conflict comes, the first thing we want to do is defend ourselves. Let me tell you what I do. And I know what I'm great at. So I'll tell you what I know I'm great at. First of all, let's start there. And then we're going to break this down. I know I'm a great communicator. That I know. Nobody can challenge me in that area. And even if they did, I'd let them say whatever they want to say and keep it moving, to be honest. I don't defend that because I know I'm, I'm proven. I know that about myself. Now, I'm a good singer. For those of you who haven't heard me, I haven't given that to you yet. <laughs> well, I give you a little snippet. That's neither here nor there. The point is, I'm good. I don't feel I'm great. I'll tell you why. That's not an area that I try to perfect. That's not an area that I spend time uh, looking to develop and make stronger. It's just something I enjoy doing. But being great, I can get in front of 75 million people, if you will. Wouldn't bother me one bit. I wouldn't have a nerve in my body other than just the nervous energy of just getting out there and and doing the dang thing, for lack of a better way of saying it. That one, you know, having that first statement come out the way I envision it those type of things sure but being nervous about will they accept what I have to say absolutely not because I know I'm great at getting the message across to you so because I know that when someone says well I don't know how you're going to even do that do you even know what you're doing when it comes to you know getting in front of these people and the subject matter we want you to speak on absolutely why are you asking that question I don't get in defense mode. When you get into defense mode, to me, that's saying you have a lack of belief. Now, you may disagree with me. But again, if I go back to the principles that I live off of, the principles of God, Word, his word never changes. He's consistent in what he says. Because of that, he has no need to defend himself. All he says is, if you just look back, I've done it. And I did it again. I did it again whatever I've put my mouth on I cannot lie if I say the wall is black and it was once red it's gonna turn black because I'm God and I cannot lie (laughs) but I'm not gonna defend it I'm not gonna say yes it is look it's red no it's black no that wall is red I don't need to defend what I know I can do hopefully that makes sense so do you get in defense mode when it comes to what you're great at? If you're great at it, I don't need to defend that. You can have commentary about it. We can have a conversation. We can dialogue. But I'm not going to debate with you about what I know I'm great at. The next thing, do you shut down? When conflict comes, how do you remember who you are if you shut down? If you shut down, to me, you are being in a place of defeat. Going back to that part of the movie where the mother sees her son begin to bow down to the warrior in a sense of, I, I guess I'm not as good as I thought I was. I guess I don't, I shouldn't be king because he's better than me. There's always going to be someone who has a stronger gift in an area that maybe you need. It's called leverage. It's called relationships. It's called understanding how reciprocity works because where I'm strong and you have maybe an opportunity in that area to get stronger, this is where we come together and make something great. Goes back to the compliment where I may be the main course in that meal and you are the side. Please understand that you still make the whole meal work together. So you have value. You still have a purpose. You still have a place and you be great in that area. This is why marriages tend to fail because we don't understand. This is my strength. Let me operate in my strength. This is your strength. Operate in your strength. Where our opportunities lies, guess what? We're balanced because one is operating in the area where the other one may not be as strong, but you got to own what you're great at. Right. Too often we focus on what we're not great at and we try to make it great. But if God has not made you to be great in that area, all you're doing is constantly making yourself upset. You're putting yourself in a place of pressure with other people that you have no reason of doing. So do you shut down because uh, I'm just going to go there. Social media, lovely place to uh, have comparisons happen and debates and conflict and criticism and so on and so forth. All that happens, Right. So if you post something that someone doesn't agree with, but you know firmly and you you believe very strongly in it and that's why you posted it and you believe it could help someone or whatever the case may be, right? Do you sit there and have an argument with someone in the comments about why you posted it? Or do you acknowledge those who say, oh, that was a really great post. I appreciate that. Great insight. I'm going to acknowledge the ones who who had something to say that adds value to what I said. The ones who want to criticize it, they can do it. And for the sake of conversation, if it's healthy dialogue and it makes me see something I didn't see, then I'll engage. Otherwise, why why are we going to give in to or shut down? Because someone doesn't agree with an area that you know you are great at. Again, remembering who you are. If you know who you are, the weight that you bring in your words will carry. And really the consistency in knowing who you are lets people know you're a little harder to crack (laughs) because you're pretty confident, right? Um, Another one, do, do you go into fact mode? Now I tend to do this quite a bit. When I hit conflict, how I remember who I am and begin to work from that angle is that I will actually just say the fact is this, what is true, what is just, what is real. I'll stay in that lane the whole time. I don't live in the gray because why would I live in the gray that gives too much room for you to now argue me why I'm not great in the area that I've chosen to speak on (laughs) or the area chose I've chosen to build in. No, I'm going to stay in the facts. The fact is this, the fact is that the fact is I'm operating in this place. And here's the reason why here's the proof. What else do you want to (laughs) say? Eventually guess what happens? They go away. Because you cannot argue with, with someone who has facts, who understands with a level of confidence who they are, why they're there, and what weight do they have to add value to what they're speaking to. And so when I say remember who you are, it really comes down to where's your confidence? What does it lie in? Does it lie in your proven track record of what you know that you have developed, that you have in a sense perfected to a certain degree? And you can speak and stand with a level of confidence saying, nah, this I do very well. (laughs) I do this very well. And it's okay if you don't agree. No worries. Not going to argue it with you though. Because this I know I do very well. I have a proven track record. Check the facts and keep it moving. And then you get around those individuals. If for some reason that person, that event, that thing cracks at your confidence, you get around the people You start reading things that ignite your heart again to remind you, as that mother said in Black Panther, of who you are. Because again, if we go back to the scripture, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. It means I'm a wonderful work, right? Because he created me. So I'm a wonderful work. And I know that full well. Why? Because God's a great God. If you're me and you're in my faith, or even if you don't, this is just what I express. God's a great God. Gra- God, a great God. Can't even say it. he's going to get me later. I know he is. God is a great God. Y'all. OK, even though I couldn't say it, <laughs> God is a great God. And because he's a great God, he created something great, which is you. And once you recognize that and you operate in what he created you to do in this world, when conflict comes, you can stand with confidence and you can't and people can't crack what God has created. Hopefully that made sense to you today. And hopefully that gave you something that you can take when it comes to dealing with conflict, because life can get nasty. Life can get ugly. We know this. And it's really just important that you understand how to remember how God has created you, that you are a wonderful person. Um, wonderfully made you you have no reason to fear what it is that you are about to embark into because the path has already been laid all you need to do is walk it out all right so fam today your challenge is this begin to write out whether it's in your phone on your notes uh, whether it's on your laptops whatever way you tend to um Work out your feelings, if you will. I journal. I love to journal. But whatever way that is, your challenge today, I want to encourage you to begin to list what makes you great. I want you to begin to have a, level of, a conf- level of confidence that when you go on your jobs, when you go on your homes, when you go around your friends, when you go into new uh, business pursuits, relationships, whatever, whatever way, I want you to begin to remember what brings value that comes from you. What value do you bring to any situation? Own it see it, and walk in it with all confidence. So that's our time for today, fam. I really hope that that little uh, topic, it wasn't a little, but the nuggets that I gave, I hope that it, it gives you something to really take in on, into this week and just do what you need to do to be confident and overcome whatever challenges you may be dealing with today. So again, you know what to do to keep the conversation going. Drop it in my DM on Facebook. I am Cole Phillips, that's I a M C O L E P H I L I P S, that's one L, uh, or at No Ordinary Church Girl on Instagram. I might just answer them on the next episode, and I've got a couple, so be on the lookout for that. And also, don't forget to follow No Ordinary Church Girl on Instagram, where behind the scenes and after the show videos and pics can be found. So until next time, may your Monday be far from ordinary and your week manifest into God's best. Love you.